Hello, my conscious soul. This is Jay Wynn. Welcome to the Conscious Chess Podcast, where we bring inspiring individuals living purposeful lives in the hope of inspiring you to be your best authentic self. This is episode number 19 with Vanessa Petronelli. Vanessa is a mentor, celebrity life coach, ex Hollywood actress, and a creator of Embodied Alignment System. Her work has been featured on Good Morning America, Parents Magazine, KTLA, Your Morning Show Canada, Parade Magazine, MSN, ABC News, SS Hollywood, Glamour, Collective Evolution, Elephant Journal, Good Morning, LALA Land, and many more. You can reach Vanessa via Instagram at Vanessa Petronelli or go to www.vanessapetronelli.com. In this episode, we discuss about how to tap into our inner guidance from within and the steps to take on finding the right coach. He's My interview with Vanessa. Thank you for being on the show, Vanessa. So,、um, I normally start off with your personal history, who you are, where you grew up, and what were your early years were like to start off the show. Awesome. Okay. So, I'm from Canada originally, and、uh, I grew up in Toronto, well, just a suburb outside of Toronto.、Mm-hmm. And I lived there for most of my life. I had a great upbringing,、um, only child. You know, my parents,、um, you know,、um, Both had jobs. My father worked for the gas company、uh, in Canada, and my mom was an educational assistant working with、um, special needs children. And, you know, I grew up, my parents, I'm sure, you know, had always wanted me to, to become a teacher or have, <laughs> you know, a nine to five job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I went a totally different path with my, my whole life. So, At a very early age, I had a lot of very intuitive gifts, and I、um, would help a lot of peers and classmates just kind of figure things out,、mm. even if I had never gone through the experience. And、um, I just had this knack for knowing how to support people.、Mm. And I had a real knack for the metaphysics, like just always thinking about what was outside of our planet and the universe and feeling like. Something in this world was kind of off,、mm. and I could never quite put my finger on it. So, at 14, I heard a voice speak to me for the first time, and I went into the entertainment industry. And everything I had no desire prior to that to get into it.、Wow. I was a classically trained pianist,、mm-hmm. and that was about it.、Um, And the voice said, You're going to go into this industry and you're going to、um, really create positive change with the projects that you end up doing. So I thought, Okay, cool. And I ended up getting into a female pop group. And then I was signed with North America as one of North America's top acting agents for、mm-hmm. children and teenagers. And then、um, after that, I started to model and I was doing a lot of modeling work、mm. and runway work and print work. and And、so, I was doing all this work, and there w a s a lot of really beautiful opportunities that were coming in. But it, what, what started to happen about five, six years into that career、mm-hmm. was that these big opportunities would come and then they would be taken away. Like something、ah. would happen where it wouldn't work out. And it, it started to affect my, my self esteem and my confidence because I'm like, you know, why, why are these things happening? Like it became noticeable for me.、Mm-hmm. And so, that was kind of the initial prompt. To start to go into、um, personal development. Wow. So I, I started to go into Louise Hay's work and Norman Vincent Peale's work, and then the secret law of attraction.、Mm-hmm. This is like, my God, <laughs>、um, <laughs> almost two decades ago, but not wow, two decades、amazing. ago. So,、yeah. like, 
about like, you know, eight, 17 years ago, you know, this work started to kind of flood in and I got into conspiracy theories and just, you know, it was all about really expanding my mind and my being beyond what mm-hmm. I had already known or what I was taught. And I was always questioning things, even as a teenager. So the more I started to develop myself and the more I started to see that the industry I was in was not aligned for me, that there was a reason why these things weren't working Mm -hmm. out for me. Um, And at 24, uh, I had had my first life coach at 23, but at 24, um, I was supposed to go to LA because that was always my dream to end up in California and to be working in LA as a Hollywood actress on big films Mm -hmm. that would make a difference in the world. Yeah. And I knew in my heart by that point that like, I'm not really making a difference in the world right now. Like Mm. I'm in a very ego based business, but I don't really feel like I have a strong sense of purpose. You know, like if I had all these, you know, incredible opportunities that I had once believed were possible for me, then all this stuff would have happened. So I did have some great experiences. I met some wonderful people. I did things (laughs) that a lot of people would dream of. But I'm talking like the level of influence and impact in this work that I had once thought was going to be possible. So long story short, I end up, you know, getting these agents in in, in LA, I get a meeting with them. And three weeks before I'm set to go out, I get this virus all over my face, inside my mouth. Oh my God. And I, yeah, yeah. Wow. It was horrific. It was an awful experience. But I knew that that was a divine intervention for me. And that was the opportunity for, for God, the universe source, mm-hmm. right? To say to me, Vanessa, this is not it's the not path you. you're going yeah. down anymore. Stop. Oh. Yeah, exactly. So stop fighting it. Stop resisting it. Stop mm-hmm. pushing your will, which is not in alignment with your divine plan. Yeah. And listen to me. Like you're going to go down a different path. So I listened. I did. I, I got it. It was like, that was like the, the, the moment where it's like, you know, the universe sent a two by four and knocked me on my head, <laughs> trying to knock some sense into me. And I went on a path of soul searching mm-hmm. and I, I, I left the business. I left, I had a small business as well that I was operating in uh, event marketing and mm-hmm. working with big corporations in the film industry in Toronto. And then I, I, I discovered meditation and yoga during that time. And a lot of my spiritual gifts came online. And I I started to go, I went back to school. I have my university degree, but I went back for post-grad and then started um, the business I have now, which has been, it's over 12 years I've been doing this work. And yeah, I, I just, I knew from that moment when I, you know, had the virus on my face and God said, it's time to move on that. I had to listen to that inner knowing and Mm -hmm. that voice because it knew something I didn't. How can we, like, that's the thing, because you mentioned on your website that there's a voice speak through you. So how, I I knew that like everyone has their own, you know, their own inner beings, the guidance, but what are the steps that we can take to follow our own like inner guidance because sometimes you know there's some insecurity and we don't trust ourselves so what are the steps to take into trusting ourselves or trusting into the unknown right I mean this is this is the hardest part I think for humans is trusting the unknown yeah trusting what is beyond the five senses 
Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're taught that, you know, anything beyond the five senses, it's not real, right? It doesn't exist. We have to question it. Um, my experience in all of this is, first of all, everybody has inner guidance, intuition, divine guidance, whatever you want to label it as mm-hmm. is fine. We all have the capacity to connect with that part of ourselves. Now, I will say this for some people, it's going to be more of like a a stronger, let's say sense and intuition than others, because it's the way their natal sign for an astrological sense, you know, lies part of their divine purpose. However, everybody has this gift. It's just going to look different for certain people. For me, I can see energy. I channel, I can tap into people. I can Mm -hmm. read things I can do, but that's part of my my gifts. Purpose that's part of gift, the work yeah. that I do. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But for somebody else, it might just be connecting with their bodies or, you know, just listening to what their needs are inside of them. And so, you know, I want to kind of remind people that mm-hmm. while I wish I could give you, you know, the, the one thing that you can <laughs> do, that's going to guarantee that you're going to like hear the voice of God or <laughs> your angels you know, I, I, I don't have a one size fits all answer, but I will say Mm -hmm. this. We are very, um, uncomfortable with stillness as human beings. Ooh, that's so true. We're very uncomfortable oftentimes, right? Look with slowing down with, um, going inward because we're not taught that growing up, Mm -hmm. right? Our society is all about Go, go, go. Focusing everything out here. Go, go, go. Get to this thing. Have this thing. Let me plan five months out. I mean, the thing about this whole pandemic we've been in, right, Mm -hmm. has been a blessing in that sense for so many people Mm -hmm. to slow down and to actually ask themselves, is this the life I want for myself? Do I want to continue this job? Do I want to be in this relationship? Do I want to continue you know, being living in this country or in this home or neighbor, like people have had the opportunity to start to question things because Mm -hmm. of the forced slowing down and being inside their homes. You know, it's given people more time to reflect and to think. So we have to be conscious around where we're putting our time and our attention, because if we're constantly distracted, Mm-hmm. It's going to be very hard to tune your own inner frequency into the frequency that is beyond just your mind or beyond just what you do day to day. It's, it's, it's something that's going to show up with concerted effort mm-hmm. and intention and, and ritual. And, you know, I, right now I'm in the mid- middle of creating my embodied alignment system, which is this proprietary system that I've designed that is mm-hmm. actually speaking to what you're talking about. It's wow. Yeah. How do I connect with myself regardless of where I am on my journey, whether mm-hmm. I'm a very advanced seeker or I'm very new to this journey, how can I deepen my relationship to myself? And one of the things I always say is we need to connect to our wisdom of our body first. Wow. The, okay. Okay. So the intuitive gifts, like what we call clairvoyance, which is clear mm-hmm. seeing, clairsentience, which is the clear feeling, clear cognizance, clear knowing, and clear audience, clear thinking. 
I think we have to develop those and those take, can take some time for some people. Sometimes it can just happen and switch on, but for most people, there's a development there. Yeah. But the easiest, most accessible way to really start getting, you know, in tune with our own inner self is by connecting to our bodies and listening, feeling, sensing what's happening neck down because oh. we're mostly neck up. Exactly. That's something that I would always do because I like, you know, I'm so used to living in the head and planning what I'm going to do, what's next. And it's just like mm-hmm. my head and my heart is not incoherent. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. And then you don't start to trust your inner guidance. You're just like because you're living in the head. Exactly. You got it. Because the ego will be sometimes in competition or conflict Mm. with the inner guidance because your ego is designed to keep you safe and and protect you. Mm -hmm. The ego is often living in a projected future or living in the past. So your intuitive guidance, your, you know, that inner guidance we're talking about and your body lives fully in the present moment. Mm. And my experience is when I'm not living in the present moment, when I'm all of a sudden having anxious thoughts about the future or worrying about something or thinking about reminiscing about the past, Mm -hmm. I am missing the opportunity to be here in this moment because it it is cliche as it sounds, right? Like we hear from so many spiritual teachers, be in the moment, living in the moment. The moment is all that exists. But when you actually put this into practice, mm-hmm. you start to you start to get it on a mm. level, on a cellular level of, oh wow, in the present moment, I don't have to worry about next week or five months from now. I don't need to be thinking about the past. In the present moment, there's peace here, or there's presence here, or there's this feeling of joy here oh, wow, I actually get to be present with the person in front of me instead of checking my phone. You know, like it's like life becomes richer. Mm. And in that moment, regardless of what the guidance is, it could be so subtle and so just mundane Mm -hmm. or it could be profound guidance that comes through that's life-changing. It doesn't really matter. I have found that when you're in that moment, you become like a, a, a tuning fork or um, a radio, you know, antenna. Wow. You just pick up the information within yourself, your body, and maybe from, you know, outside of our earthly plane, you know, you begin to become just more in tune with everything around you and everyone around you, but most importantly, yourself. Like you slow down enough to really feel like, oh, I'm around this person and I feel kind of weird in my stomach. That's your well, gut's if you're in your head. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're in your head and you're like thinking about how the person's perceiving you and what to say next, and you're focusing on this, but you, then you're not present to what's happening in your body mm. and your body will give you the wisdom of like, mm, this may not be a good person to be connecting with, or, you know, don't drive down that dark alleyway. I know these are really silly examples, but mm. they're relatable, right? Yeah. And I'm giving you one example that um, I think is, is super helpful. Um, I have another system that I used to use. I used to teach intuitive um, workshops back mm-hmm. in the day. I taught many of them. 
And one of the most basic things that I used to teach participants was the, the stoplight theory, um, which is, you know, when we're listening or, or trying to tune into our intuition or intuitive guidance mm-hmm. or inner guidance, when it's a red light, we know that we feel closed. We feel contracted. Mm-hmm. It means stop. Don't proceed. There's warning bells. We call them red flags. Red flags yeah. Something feels yeah, like it just feels really wrong. Very misaligned. Like it's like our body might be hot or cold, or there might be lots of tingles going through the body. Like there's just like an alarm bell. Like it's like a primal. Mm-hmm. No, right. Like just a no in your body. Then there's the yellow in the stoplight and the yellow is proceed with caution or need more information. And the body might have some nervousness or anxiousness, or it might feel like something's kind of off. Like, you know, when you catch somebody in a lie. Yeah. Yeah. It might not be a big lie, but there's like, Oh, I I don't know. Lying. I feel (laughs) something off about what they just said. (laughs) Yeah. Um, There's, there's just a feeling of apprehension, a little bit of anxiety. Mm -hmm. And then there's green and the green is expansion and open. It feels like a full yes. It feels exciting or it feels really, you feel really relaxed and calm in your body. There's just a feeling of ease and, um, just opening. Like there's no feeling of danger or proceed with caution so those are kind of the, the very basic, you know, the stoplight theory is great because it, it helps you to, to kind of get in touch with some of the more um, basic signals that are happening in the body, which is also giving you information because your mm-hmm. body is picking up all kinds, like all kinds of things around you that you are not aware of on a conscious level. And mm-hmm. so the more you're in tune and in touch with your body and what it's saying to you, the more you'll know if it's safe or it's not, whether it's, this is the right thing or maybe the wrong thing. And, and then from there, it's like, then you can start to develop more. It's not so black or white. It's not so basic. You don't just stay there, but I, I, I think it's a good place for some people to start, especially if they're new to just start to kind of just sit with yourself, just notice what's happening in your body. Notice mm. what's going on there. And I would say that if there's lots of trauma in the body, it becomes more difficult. Wow. It doesn't feel as safe to be in the body. So that's where, you know, really good healing, you know, trauma therapy um, is very helpful to kind of work through the past trauma and to also have you feeling safer in your body, which then you're going to get different information, Mm -hmm. you know, different information from what's happening around you that will not be um, filtered through trauma that the body may be storing in the tissue and the cells and, 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 and so on, you know, so yeah. I hope that that's helpful. I know that was a long yeah, answer. It is, no, it is. No, it is helpful. And sometimes. So when we find in a, in, when we find ourselves thinking ahead or living in the past, how can we navigate into the present moment? So is it about just switching off just like, okay, no, just take it into breathing or just notice what's around you or, or feel your body, like what are the steps to take into navigating into the present moment? Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. And I I would say all the things that you said are fantastic. Yeah. I mean, if this is a newer practice for somebody, then absolutely creating and carving out time in your schedule, just like you do with anything and everyone else Mm -hmm. 
15 minutes, 10 minutes, even five minutes a day, you know, to begin with you shut off your phone, turn off your laptop, your computer, your TV, the news, anything that you've got going on, you know, and, and take some private solo time to just be with yourself. And in those, you know, few minutes, it's going to be very uncomfortable at first. Mm -hmm. I love meditation, you know, and meditative type practices, whether it's, you know, yoga or qigong or tai chi or sitting in an actual cushion or chair and just you know focusing on your breathing doing breath work is really great mm -hmm. um but you know for some people those are not the practices that will work for them so you know i think what's very relatable for most people is just you know sit with yourself for five ten minutes and don't do anything. Like even if your eyes are open and you're just sitting and you're just letting yourself be with yourself, like noticing the room you're in, noticing the colors and the shapes and the textures that are around you. Like some people are very kinesthetic mm -hmm. and they, they need to touch. Um, yeah. Sometimes having audio is very helpful for people, whether they're listening to a sound bath or a guided meditation or visualization mm -hmm. technique, those things can be very helpful. And, you know, I went through this particular, it, it was like, you know, presence is something that I feel like we're always developing. We're always working through because it, we're not naturally in that state most of the time. So I had asked my higher self a couple mm -hmm. of years ago, about three years ago, I said, I want to really know what it means to find joy in the moment. Ooh, yeah. I'm like, I don't know what that really truly means. Like, I know what joy feels like when I have a win in my business. I know what joy feels like when I'm on a vacation mm -hmm. or when something fun is happening with my spouse and I are, or I'm playing with my puppies. I, but like, I want to know like joy in an actual moment that is not something that I maybe have accomplished or worked towards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Joy with the puppies is probably a good example of joy in the moment. But I went on this quest and it was like the universe moved things around in my life that I had placed so much attention and my happiness around and put me on this path of actually forcing me to enjoy things that I necessarily wouldn't. Mm -hmm. And I started to find joy in like caring for my plants. Like I have tons of plants. Wow. I yeah. I can see that. <laughs> yeah. Like just sitting in the sun and doing nothing, like just feeling the warmth on my face and just breathing and being, and like just enjoying and finding gratitude in that moment. I would be with my puppies and I would think about nothing else. Like, oh gosh, you know, I don't have time to be playing with them right now. No, you know what? I'm just going to play with them until it feels like that is complete. You know, um, sitting and just eye gazing with my husband, you know, and mm -hmm. not talking about all the things we got to get done and what are we doing this weekend and blah, 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 you know, and, and it was like, joy was found in those moments. It, it sounds so simplistic because mm -hmm. it was a, actually a, a very difficult path at times. It is. Yeah. It would because, be. Yeah. Because I, it, it forced me to let go of a lot of the identities of focusing around um, the other things that would bring me joy versus just being in the moment and finding happiness in that. So you start off slow, you know, carve out time for yourself, shut off the things or turn out, turn off the, the devices that distract you, 
you know, tell your family, your partners, your kids, whoever it is like, Hey, I'm taking this time out for myself, Mm -hmm. no disturbances. And, you know, first it's going to feel awkward. At first it's going to feel weird. At first your mind is going to be racing. Can you just be with that? Mm -hmm. We're human beings. We're not human doings. That's right. But sometimes it's kind of contradict with, you know, being like perseverance, like having a strong will. It's like having to fight for things to accomplish something. Mm -hmm. But then there's the other part. It's like you don't have to fight too much for it. You just have to allow it and let it flow. So it's like just, Yeah. yeah, just like it's about like just marrying that two aspects and becoming more conscious. Like as as a spiritual coach, do you have any insights on that? Yeah. I mean, I, the way you articulated that was so lovely because it really, like, we have to know when it's time to, to push a little bit and to put more of our effort into things Mm -hmm. and the time we need to lean back and allow and surrender. And, you know, I, I think if it's, you're too one way, then you're out of harmonic balance or resonance with yourself. You're out of alignment. Mm -hmm. If you're too surrendered and flowy, same thing. So yeah. This is a developmental thing that happens over time. And, you know, when I I can initially tell right away when a client or somebody comes to me and they're like, oh my God, you know, there's, there's two, there's two types of clients that come to me. Mm -hmm. One type of client comes to me. Who's like, "I, I, I know I need to get there. I've been working on all these projects, but nothing is moving forward. I've launched this. I'm doing that. I'm auditioning for this. I'm doing all the classes. It's like, I don't get it. What am I doing wrong? Why am I not getting ahead? Why am I not living out the thing that I know that I've been here to do? It's like this, like you can see my energy. It's like frenetic and it's ungrounded and it's like Mm -hmm. chaotic. It's like do, 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 push, push, push. Then the other client is, (laughs) I have no structure. I don't know what I'm doing day to day. Um, Mm -hmm. I can't plan anything out. I have all, all these ideas in my head, but nothing gets accomplished you know, I'm not really taking a lot of action every day and I'm kind of just go with the flow with how the day goes. And mm. but, but I'm not really happy with that either because I have these, all these ideas and I'm seeing all these other people accomplish so many things, but I'm not getting anything done. And I don't really know why I don't know how to get started. I don't mm. know where to begin. So it's kind of this, this dichotomy, right? Like you have mm-hmm. the client who is who, who wants to get things done, but has no idea how to do. And you have the other client who's, who knows what to do, but has no room for space or allowance for, for life, for inner guidance, for the divine to take the lead. There's no Mm -hmm. room for things and for other people to kind of come in to support the process to move forward. And this person needs more of the structure and the planning and the organization and the action taking. So it's like, I reckon it's like this, this, the energetics of like the, the masculine feminine energies. Uh, okay. This is yin not about yin. gender yeah. or anything like that, right? The yin and the yang, right? The alpha, the omega, we, we have these energetics inside of us, but if we're too much one energy or the other, right, it throws things off of balance. So we have to learn to be able to listen to these aspects of ourselves that are, are, are here governing our experience and both are important, right? Like mm-hmm. we can't be doing all the time and we can't just be being all the time either unless we choose for those things. But mm-hmm. if you're really here to experience the fullness of your life and your mm-hmm. potentiality, there's going to be a time for rest and there's going to be a time for taking action. I actually, even in my work, I've created like this 
formula for understanding where people are on the scale of um, growth and transformation and success. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think we're so programmed as humans to always want to be in this, what we call a generating mode. Mm -hmm. That's not generating is, it is, is great, but generating is like where the growth happens, you know, in order to get there, you know, I've, I've talked about this with my work. So this is a part of the work and the foundation of my work. It's, it's like, we need to be sometimes in gestation and creation Mm. because these are a part of the generating piece. These are a part of the growth phase that you experience in your life. You can't always be in growth. You can't, we're always in growth, but we can't always be in this. I need to be generating. I need to be generating. So I feel like I'm growing because when you pot a seed into a plant below the surface, you have no idea what's going on there, but months of watering and nurturing and sunlight and taking care of the plant. And, you know, all of a sudden the seed starts to sprout and out, you know, comes a plant or a flower or a a vegetable, you know, like Mm -hmm. these things start to sprout over time and we're the same way. So the thing that I would say here, Jay, it's like, I think humans have absolutely misaligned themselves and taken themselves out of the rhythm and and flow of nature. Mm. I think we sometimes think we're separate from it. We're better than that. We have more power control over it. And my experience and what I witness in the world is that the further we are away from our natural cyclical mother nature type of, you know, balances Mm -hmm. and, and energies, the, the more damage we do to ourselves and of course to each other and the planet. And we can see that we are so out of balance on this planet. Man thinks they're God, man yeah. thinks they're better than nature, you know, and, and here we are on, on a planet that, you know, people are just operating out of the totally unnatural rhythm and flow with nature. So, yeah. You've been a coach for say over 15 years and based on your experience and working with clients, you've developed this quantum coaching. So could you please give us an insight on what that entails? Yeah. So I don't go by formulas or, or Mm -hmm. (laughs) textbooks, you know, I learned coaching skills back in my post-grad many years ago. And, um, and that was a wonderful, wonderful, um, you know, foundation to the work that I do. Um, I've had a lot of training, you know, and, and teachers and, you know, I do a lot of work on myself all the time, but the quantum coaching developed because I started to see that my, my work couldn't fit into a box. Just like Mm -hmm. I can't fit into a box. You can't fit into a box. Nobody can fit into a box, box. even though we all try sometimes to fit ourselves (laughs) in these stupid little boxes. And, you know, when I, when I sat with my work, quantum coaching came through because we have the ability to make quantum jumps and quantum leaps and quantum shifts Mm -hmm. in our reality by me bringing the intuitive guidance, the actual coaching, asking powerful questions to help clients dig deeper, bringing energy work, bringing a variety of my modalities to the client. Mm -hmm. And, you know, any given moment with what the client is experiencing, I, I, I called it quantum coaching because for me, bringing all of my gifts together and offering it to my client 
yeah was allowing them to make quantum shifts or quantum leaps in minutes or months or days or weeks right so mm-hmm. you know that's why i termed it that because it's something that it's like we all live in the realm of quantum possibilities that's right yeah and quantum to me this is just my opinion it's like mm-hmm. i have found that energy work that intuitive work you know going beyond the five senses can sometimes help us to break through the barriers that we experience on a daily basis much faster Mm. So we have those leaps, those transformations on a faster, you know, faster basis. So that's where that term came from. I don't know. Is that clear? <laughs> that, that is clear. But I just, I just love the name. Like, is, you know, it's sometimes mm. having a lesson or a coaching or whatever, the name is very important. So when I saw that, it's literally just grabbed my attention. So that's why I have to bring it to the attention. And um, as a coach's work, so how important do you think it is to um, to work with the coach rather than working on our own? Yeah, a fabulous question, because I think a lot of people, um, yeah, they, they kind of struggle with this. So mm-hmm. I think that there's value in both. Mm-hmm. And I, I will say this, I for me personally, I know I would not be where I am being able to do what I do. Um, at the level that I perform at, uh, I wouldn't say perform at, it's not a performance, but like at the level that I'm able to work at and support my clients, had I not gone as deep as I've gone into my own self work and have had mm-hmm. other teachers and practitioners and healers, therapy, coaching, all of that. So for me, it's been incredibly necessary because mm-hmm. when you do work on your own, as much as that is wonderful and helpful, you don't know what you don't know and you can't see what you can't see. We have blind spots, right? right? Like, yeah. so, you know, yes, I'm initially, when I got onto the path, it was on my own, right? Like Mm -hmm. there was a curiosity and I I picked up books, you know, as you can see, I have tons of books here and I have tons of books in Canada still. Like Mm -hmm. I was a voracious reader soaking up all of this insight and information. And, and that was very helpful for me, but then it only moves the needle at some point so far because mm-hmm. you have to remember you know 80 90 percent of our experiences we're having day to day are from the subconscious mind yeah, that's right. yeah right like it's going on below the surface so we can't see those things unless we have an actual person who doesn't know us the way we know ourselves right mm-hmm. see things from a more objective non-judgmental way who's trained and skilled in seeing what those blind spots could be. So I feel like when you work with somebody like me, let's say our coach, right? First of all, you want to find somebody who's an integrity, somebody who Mm -hmm. is embodying what you're looking for and wanting to experience in your life. Somebody who, who makes you feel safe, who has good testimonials and, and, you know, somebody that you really connect with that, Mm -hmm. you know, and believe can really help you. Um, those are very important things because there's a lot of be it bullshitters, pardon my French, and a lot of people yeah. of great marketing, yeah. but are full of crap, right? You want people of experience. You want people who have really put in the hours, the effort, and that they're continuing to work on themselves, that they're not just, mm. I've done all the work and I'm done. You know, yeah, you want yeah. somebody who's really an in integrity. Um, I would say if you're really ready to start making some deeper change and transformation, like you're really ready to fast track things and, um, and, and, and really make some changes and have accountability and 
have somebody point out to you where things might be not working out for you and resolving those things on a deeper level, the core level, then working with a professional is going to be super helpful, especially with traumas, especially with if you've had a past where there's a lot of, you know, heavier things to work through that affects your present moment. And, you know, it's, it's so valuable to have that help when you're doing work on your own. Here's two things I will say about that. Number one, if you're just starting out or you need to take a break, you're in between mm-hmm. your therapist or coach or practitioner. Yeah. You need to have some time to integrate on your own or just start to explore, pick up some books, go on YouTube, listen to free audios. You know, like there's so much now Basically, on the internet, yeah. you know, that you can, you can find sometimes doing the work alone is actually needed. There's been times mm-hmm. where I need to take time off of seeing people because I need to integrate, but I also need to just listen to my own inner wisdom. Yeah, You know, I need to work through things that come up. So there's a time and a place for it. But Mm. I would say, you know, more than anything, it's like hiring somebody to be your support system and that you could walk alongside with on the journey who is there to support and assist and guide all. I mean, mentor, you know, those things are so helpful. And, you know, forever I will be investing in those things. Yeah. And I, I still continue to. So how do we find a coach that works for us? So what are the, basically, you know, sometimes you have to find someone that connects with you. So you yeah. mentioned it earlier that you went through the whole soul searching of like 10 years. So like during the moments, have you changed different coaches or you just follow just like, you just work with one coach only? Well, I follow what my guidance says. And normally Mm -hmm. I know when I'm complete with somebody. So early on, I mean, I had that one coach at 23, we did 10 sessions together and that was Mm. complete. And then when I was in school, I ended up having my, the same coach for about three or four years. She was amazing. And I Mm -hmm. loved her. Um, There was other teachers that I've worked with who have not been coaches where I'll work with like, you know, for four or five years. I have a healer that I've been working with for five years. Um, Coaches that I've worked with a year, you know, five months, you know, here and there. And I really listen to, depends on what I'm hiring them for too. You know, like there's been business coaches where, you know, it's more business related. There's been more of the spiritual life type coaches and, and those have been a little bit longer. Um, I feel like when I find somebody who I really connect with and click with, I want to stick with them as long as I'm getting value and results. And I feel Mm -hmm. like the process is aligned for us both, you know, and, um, it just really depends. Like when you're looking for somebody, I say shop around for sure. Yeah. There's a lot of coaches out there. there, Um, you know, you really, you really want to come into the process feeling that green light. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you feel the yellow, then that means take some time to meditate, you know, and, and think about it. Um, some of the most important qualities for me are like, do I feel like this person really has me? Like they've got me, you know, can I bring my full self to the table? And do I feel like they have the ability to um, to get me to allow my wisdom and my guidance and my opinions to come through, you know, or you know, are they just wanting to impose or project what they think is going on? And then Mm -hmm. that's it. Like they're not open to anything more. You know, I I feel like if you get a bad coach or a bad experience, let's say, or you have a bad experience with a coach, doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that they're necessarily a bad or Mm -hmm. they're not a good coach Yeah. or healer or whatever it may be. Sometimes there's a lesson in that, right? 
sometimes there is a lesson that we have to learn versus labeling somebody as that person's a crappy coach or, you know, I invested all that money and it was a waste. Well, it's never a waste. There's never a mistake. We come into each other's lives for reasons and it's up to us to extract the gifts, you know? Mm -hmm. So take your time and finding somebody. And if you find someone and you get that full yes, and it feels really good. And, you know, you know, that that person's got you, that they're they're trustworthy, that they're in integrity, that they have, you know, the experience of, of, and and can bring you through to getting the results you're looking for, then go for it. Mm. You know, sometimes sitting on it and shopping around too long also is a delay tactic. So there's something to, uh, to be aware of. Amazing. I know your time is precious. So I like to um, end it with three questions. The first one is um, share one truth about you that only, you know, Ooh, sure, only <laughs> one truth. Um, huh. I'm pretty like an open book. Well, I'll share this truth. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, st- I'm still a recovering perfectionist. I've talked about this a little bit here and there for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've suffered with the I'm not good enough story, mm-hmm. just like everyone else. Everyone is, yeah. um, you know, and um, even though I do this work and I've been doing this work for a long time, like I have my moments too, where I'm, I'm still working through some of those past patterns that are there, you know, and, and there's layers, right? Like remember there's layers. And I, I feel like it's, it's in having that compassion toward myself around still being able to admit like, oh yeah, like today I'm still kind of feeling like, I should be doing more. And I judge myself for it because the former perfectionist in me was the hustler, the go, go, go girl, the I'm going to get everything done girl. Mm -hmm. You know, that was me for so long. And I feel like we all have our inner demons and I've had mine too. You know, I have my struggles just like anyone else. So um, no matter what, I think we see sometimes portrayed outside like we all have our moments and our days and our times where we have our inner stuff that comes up and mm-hmm. and that's why I'm still a student for life beautiful and um what does it mean to you to live a conscious lifestyle mm, yeah to live a conscious lifestyle is to really live in communion with my divinity with god with mm-hmm. my higher self um to live a conscious lifestyle is to be living in connection and embodiment with my actual body and what it needs and to be in communion with nature. Um, and I think we tie that all up um, with presence, you know, coming back to what we were talking about earlier, it's really being present with it all and mm. knowing that nothing is separate from any of those, you know, I'm not separate from you. Mm-hmm. I'm not separate from the earth. I'm not separate from divinity. You know, I'm not separate from anything else in this world. And that, um, I have to be conscious about who I am, what I'm doing, how I'm speaking, how I'm showing up to my life, mm-hmm. because that has a ripple effect into everything yes, yeah. in my life and my relationships in the mm-hmm. world. So, you know, it, it, it definitely means to bring a lot more presence and awareness and, and, and unification between all these elements that makes up what we call life. Mm. And the final question is, what impact do you want to live on this world? Mm. Well, I've always seen the impact that I have to lead in and live from is a place of helping other people to remember what and who they really are. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's so much 
more to just this physical world and working and business and success and fame and fortune. You know, I, I really want to show and teach people that to awaken is to awaken to more of their infinite potentiality, but most importantly, to the joy and the fulfillment that is within them. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're creating and living and operating from this place of, you know, have I come here to do what I really am supposed to do? Am I here living a joyful life? Am I here feeling fulfilled? Then I feel like when we face our mortality at some point in our life, if we have the opportunity to look back and ask ourselves, like, did I come here to do the thing that I'm here to do? Like, that's what I want each of the people that I impact and touch the, you know, hearts and lives with to, to think about, to walk away with in their lives, whether they're working with me or whether they hear this podcast or, Mm -hmm. you know, they read a post, you know, I want people to become more conscious and aware of who they are and the magnificence that lies within each of them. Because we're here to embody that and experience that in our own unique ways. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. Thanks so much for listening and I hope you're leaving feeling inspired to be your best authentic self.